we're human beings. It's in our DNA to be curious. I'll be a little personal here. So I just had a granddaughter, my first granddaughter. I'm looking at this child and I'm thinking to myself, they have absolutely no concept of fear. They will try anything. They'll test anything. They don't know what they don't know. They don't know what they can't do. They have no limitations because they don't know what they can't do. So what do they do? They try everything out. They're curious. That's the first instinct as human beings that we have. Now, somewhere along the line, some in some people, some individuals, that gets squashed. It's a shame because it never, people should still be asking questions all the time, every day. Welcome to Tech Intersect. I'm your host, Tanya Evans, and my life and work exist at the heart of law, business, and technology. Yeah, I've earned a few fancy titles and degrees over the years, but the bottom line is I'm a writer, speaker, teacher, and lifelong learner. And I'm really excited that you've joined me on this journey. So what is Tech Intersect? Well, it's authentic, empowering conversations with really interesting guests who demystify complex topics to prepare you for the future, because your future is now. And it exists where law, business, and tech intersect. Get ready to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. In this episode of Tech Intersect, I am so very excited to welcome Heather Mayo-Smith to the show. Heather serves as Chief Visionary Officer of StoryFile, a tech company revolutionizing the way we connect with each other by introducing conversational video with audiovisual technology to magically turn video into a conversation on any device. And this feels to me like one of the biggest audio visual evolutions to come since video was first created. So I was really excited to have this conversation. We'll talk about all of that and more in a moment. But first, Heather, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Tanya. Excellent. Well, it's a long time coming. You have the patience of Job, but I'm (laughs) glad that we finally have the time to connect to talk about this project that I'm really, this business, this project, this product was really excited about it when I learned on background just the power and the potential of this reimagination of the use of audio visual technology. So before we introduce the audience to StoryFile specifically, talk about your background and the path that even led you to this work. Like a lot of people, I think it was kind of accidental. (laughs) I was an immersive exhibition designer. And I was getting asked to do a lot of Holocaust-related environments for exhibitions. Also, genocide in general, for some reason, I seemed to be a magnet. And it occurred to me one day, you know, I was having these great conversations when we were not filming or not doing anything. And I just thought, you know, my grandchildren are never going to have these conversations with people. They're never going to get to ask their own questions. And I don't know, you probably know this, but learning itself, so much of learning is actually you being able to ask questions and learn what you want to learn in a, in a way that you want to learn it, like guide your own learning. And human beings learn better. They learn deeper. They learn almost 91% more sticky. It's stickier if they're able to have a conversation. 
it's so this whole group was passing away and getting older and dying. And I went to a couple of organizations and I said, look, we have to do this. We, we can do this. I saw the potential to put two different technologies and do two different paths in technologies mm-hmm. kind of together and merge them and say, okay, I think that you can actually do it because the first part was, all right, well, is tech ready to actually do something like this? And then how would you do it? So I had to find the answers to all of that. It took around two years to find the pathway Mm -hmm. and then find the partners to actually do it. And then once we had established the team, once we had found the correct, you know, the, the right teams to actually do it, then it was doing it, right? getting it funded and actually seeing if it would work, doing even a proof of concept. The proof of concept we ended up doing two and a half years later. So what a lot of people don't understand is I've been doing this for 12 years. So I came up with this concept in 2010 and it took until 2012 to do the first prototype, Mm -hmm. a proof, proof of concept. And this was really when Skype was really becoming ubiquitous. You know, until then, there really wasn't any like we're doing right now. You know, people didn't do this as a matter of ubiquity. Also, video, you know, the, the infrastructure with the internet was not there yet by any means for people to do it on their own. Right. And it had to be done. It had to be filmed by a studio. It had to be manually processed. So we did all that. It ended up being really successful. And the one question I kept getting from the public was, can I do this myself? You know, can I do this with the founder of our company? Can I do this with my grandparents? Uh, I was just diagnosed with cancer. And I would love to be able to talk to someone who is mm-hmm. also going through what I'm about to go through. Right. Because, you know, doctors, if they haven't actually gone through it, they're they're going to be able to tell you kind of physically what happens, but they're not going to be able to talk to, how did you tell your family? You know, or how did you deal with the stress and the, how did you cope? You know, getting this news and, and you need to talk to a few different people that have had that experience. So it became about getting access to knowledge in a real human to human way where it could be accessible to anyone, whether you knew that person or not, 24 seven, anywhere in the world. You know, it's getting access to kids, kids getting access to talk to presidents, asking them their questions, you know, instead of just reading a paragraph in a book or watching a documentary, you're watching the documentary and sure you learn, but it's passive. It's not, it's not active learning. So we wanted to just figure out a way for this technology to become ubiquitous, Mm -hmm. honestly, for families to record their own, their own stories Mm -hmm. and have for future generations for you to record your story. You know, we have some people that are using it almost as a diary every week. They do the same, you know, the same questions. We have people that are doing it with their kids as they grow up every five years. We have people that are filming their, their grandparents at, you know, 65, 75, 85, you know, whatever, or you get to corporations that are using it to train salespeople or onboard new employees, even the interview new employees, you know, how long it takes companies and how much time those executives actually spend, you know, sitting in front of it and talking to new different candidates and 
what if you could just talk to a video of that person, mm -hmm. ask them a couple questions, and then see who you really want to bring in? I mean, people wanted to use this for dating. You know, how many how many first dates have you been on? Right. You could save some time and money. You won't know unless you see the person talking. That's and you see their body language and you see how they, their affect. Mm -hmm. And that was what was so important with video and why we wanted to revolutionize video with this, because you needed to see that nonverbal communication. So many questions, because I'm really, really fascinated about this project. So I'm trying to focus on my listeners <laughs> rather than completely walking out <laughs> because people will have this image of video or live video talk about how StoryFile is different and kind of the mechanics. If I were setting up StoryFile for the first time, what my experience as a matter of user interface and the user experience would be, is this something that resides on your platform and people access it that way or on any device? So talk us through how, how that works. Mm, I think probably the best way to give you an example. So for example, Walmart wanted all of its store managers to have access to sort of a financial mentor, they call it. So these store managers go through two weeks of onboarding, then they're left to their own devices, basically. So if they have a question, what do you do normally? Okay. I go back into my office. I try and call someone. I'm hoping that someone's available. Right. Not available. Okay. I'm going to email someone. You have a finite amount of time in a day and the store does eventually close. <laughs> you kind of need an answer. This financial mentor can help you get to that answer. It's not an end-all be-all, but 80% of the time, it should be able to handle your normal questions. And if you have anything really, really t you know, unusual that's happened, mm -hmm. of course, you know, or totally unforeseen, of mm -hmm. course, it's not going to be able to, to answer, but it will say to you, maybe you should call and refer you to whomever. It's different because it is technically it's, so it's not live video as if I'm talking to you on Zoom or mm -hmm. something like that, but it is that person talking to you. It's just that I've been recorded. Like you're recording me and then someone may watch this. These would be the same answers that I'd give you in my story file. So you can ask that and then listen to my response and then just ask whatever comes next just the way you're doing now. Does it leverage artificial intelligence in some sense so that it gives the feel of some type of conversation or interaction, but right. with this slight gap because it's artificial intelligence enhanced, if I'm understanding? So it's based a lot on speech recognition and natural language processing or natural language understanding, mm -hmm. as we're now calling it. It's not a keyword search. It's more than that. Like the word Boolean is coming to mind. I don't know why. I, I, from the last time I searched, you know, I type in some some natural language and then a bunch of things comes up, but I'm reading it. Is mm. that kind of the same experience? But now I'm receiving video instead of text. Yes. Where we're different is that we can do AI generative responses. For example, that would be a very human-like chatbot, you know, a human-like person that you actually type your text in and you put words into their mouth. 
we are working on being able to do that with actual humans. Oh, interesting. However, what we really pride ourselves is on having those authentic conversations. Right. So we don't edit. You do a video answer to something. We don't edit what you've said. We don't change that. We don't take those words and make you say something that you didn't say. And that's important because you need to feel that what these individuals, what these experts are saying to you is real. And it's their thoughts. It's their ideas. It's their expertise that they're communicating to you. Mm-hmm. It's not someone arbitrarily thinking, oh, they would have answered this this way. For example, Einstein. Okay. He's passed away, mm-hmm. obviously. <laughs> but you know, we, we have quite a lot of recordings of him. He was videoed uh, quite a bit. He did audio interviews. He is written up, written books about it, et cetera, et cetera. We could take his words and things that he actually said and create a conversation that kids could have and you could learn, you know, physics from him. You know, so it's, you know, his, his expertise, his area, but there's so much potential to having access to experts and access to people. For example, there have been people that have worked at companies for 30, 40 years. Where does that knowledge, all of that knowledge. Okay. Someone could write a book about it. You know, they could, they could write it up. They could put it in a manual, but it's not the same as going. And I just want to know one thing. Just, I just, I don't want to watch a two and a half hour video. You know, you've left 15 years out of it. I don't want to go through a 250 page book. I just want to know one thing from you. And so I just want to be able to ask, ask it, get a response. And then if I want to ask a follow-up question, I can ask a follow-up question to that. Hopefully there will be a robust conversation and it's saving all that knowledge, you know, for future generations. Why should should people reinvent the wheel all the time when there are people that have been doing things and doing them well, maybe they have ideas about how to improve what they've been doing for 30 years. Even it's just about access to knowledge, really, whether it's family knowledge, business, world, life. I love that it, yeah, because as you were speaking, I was thinking of cultural knowledge, the family, the institutional knowledge that you are referring to in corporate America. I'm a former associate dean as well. And I think when you go from school to school, you take all of that institutional knowledge, but then you're in a new place and space. And I also think that this is a really strong use of technology to kind of cut through the potential for dis and misinformation when things are attributed to a person and you're looking for a source and people really just want to know one way or another, whatever the answer is, did this person say this or did they Mm -hmm. teach this? And as you continue to build this volume of data and information, then, you know, cutting through to authentic Mm -hmm. responses and, as you mentioned earlier, not in a passive way, but really feeling as if you were having a conversation from that person. It strikes me as an educator in particular that at the end of the day, even when students don't remember the rote letter of the law, they will remember their experience. They will understand the conversation and the storytelling that passes on information from a generational point of view, uh, personally, especially makes a lot of sense to me. 
Interested in the future of wealth and digital assets, but think they're just way too complicated? Well, just a few short years ago, I felt the exact same way. Look, digital assets are tech and finance driven, but one, I'm not a computer scientist, and two, I'm not a financial guru. But I am a lifelong learner, an educator, and focused on generational wealth and not getting left behind in the new digital cash economy. I've carefully curated the best practices based on lessons learned so you can easily get started and do so safely, legally, and confidently. I created the first blockchain crypto and online certificate program and then created Advantage Evans as an online academy to empower folks like you and like me who want to learn how to onboard without getting scammed or stuck in YouTube University. In my free masterclass, I show you my six-step secure advantage framework to get you started on your journey towards the future of wealth. Or if you're already on the road but need to reassess and rebalance, refocus and prepare for the next bull run, I'll share best practices, tools and strategies without all the carnival barking. I'll show you how to take control of your future and create a plan that puts you in the driver's seat. It's not about timing the market. It's time in the market, not to get rich quick, but to build a solid foundation that endures over time and generations. Don't let another moment or bull run pass you by. Join my free masterclass today and receive my Secure Advantage Toolkit. Quickly learn the smartest and most updated methods in the digital cash economy. I won't be offering this masterclass for long, so secure your spot today. You're ready to grow. So let's go. Prepare for your future today. Join me now by going to AdvantageEvans.com forward slash masterclass. That's AdvantageEvans.com forward slash masterclass. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Like as a professor, how many questions do you get asked on a daily basis that are pretty much the same? Pretty much the same from the week, from the semester, <laughs> years. Think about all the time that you've spent. Let's just take one semester, for example. Think about all the time you spent answering those same questions to each individual student. And now think about the conversations that you could have had had those students talked to your story file, gotten those basic questions answered, then when they met you in person or were able to communicate with you via video or whatever, what kind of a conversation could have you had? Right. What could you have taught them more than just those basic questions? Right. In the time that we have the 15 or 20 minutes in office hours, right. To have that access to, it's interesting because I interviewed someone recently who had He has a podcast where the podcast was of all of the frequently asked questions in one pod, but 
your question may be in hour two. <laughs> and to your point earlier, maybe I just want that 30 second yeah. specific part of information. So it sounds like story file, you can access that specific answer more right. quickly than having to commit two hours to listening to something over time. Right. How many times have you gone to see a movie mm. and you came out and you had a question or, you know, read a book and you had so many questions, right? Anything we, we're human beings. It's in our DNA to be curious. I'll be a little personal here. Mm. So I just had a granddaughter, my first granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this child and I'm thinking to myself, they have absolutely no concept of fear. They will try anything. They'll test anything. They don't know what they don't know. They don't know what they can't do. They have no limitations because they don't know what they can't do. So what do they do? They try everything out. Right. They're curious. That's the first instinct as human beings that we have mm. is to be curious. Now, somewhere along the line, some in some people, some individuals, that gets squashed. It's a shame because it never people should still be asking questions all the time, every day, more Mm -hmm. and more. We need people asking more and more questions and we need people listening. We're just, we want to encourage people and we want to give them a source that they can go to, to have these conversations. Very powerful. Well, I'm excited. And I know at the end, we'll talk about an opportunity for the audience to participate with a story life pack. In the interest of time, think about, well, there there are two things. One, just briefly discussing, I think over the arc of the pandemic, we have more and better tools to navigate at this point in time. And we're connecting personally and professionally with people. Did the crisis of the pandemic make it actually easier for you to make the case for why this is such an important experience. I don't even just call it a product or a service. It it feels to me like an experience and an opportunity. Maybe it was a little more challenging to convince people before, but then maybe does the pandemic make it easier? I'm not sure given the arc of of your development, but any good, bad, or otherwise impact from the, the pandemic? I will say what has become apparent to people or less of an obstacle, maybe, is the willingness to be on video. Oh, yes. Right. And to film themselves and do more of it. And, you know, very few people are saying, oh, I can't get on Zoom with that person because I don't look a certain way. Right. My face is not on. Yeah. It's not a a barrier anymore. And I think that people want to connect with real people and you in your real state. They don't want to see your made up character on your Instagram and feel, I don't know what, looking right. at it, but they want, they want people to be just people, right. <laughs> the good, the bad, the you know, the everything. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there was a hunger for that. And mm-hmm. I don't know if the pandemic actually, you know, I think that was a movement prior to the pandemic or the, the people are realizing that a lot of it is shallow and empty. Sure. And so they they were looking for more real substance. But Mm -hmm. I do think the one thing that did help was, and it helped businesses realize that people are willing to film themselves. They're willing to get on. They're willing to be accessible to Mm -hmm. other people in, in this way. 
I do think that for those who isolated for long periods of time, ask a lot of questions about the value and, and put a higher priority on family and connection and alternative means to actually have that experience. So that I can imagine it becomes more intuitive and acceptable and dare I say soon, in, in some sense, expected. Mm. I can't tell you the number of times I, you know, I pick up my phone and someone's calling and it's FaceTime. It's like, they just called like it was a, a phone call. It's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I was about to take a shower, but <laughs> are there any borders, boundaries? Going on? <laughs> no more boundaries. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think people are generally more open. Um, Okay. Well, before we talk about audience access to the Story Life Pack and and what that means, what do you see as the future of conversational video or any next steps that you all have in mind that, uh, look, I love good breaking news on this this show. So any breaking news? (laughs) I'm all here. But where are we going with this? The vision for this is that conversational video will be something that you interact with on a daily basis. You will use it. You will have a story file. You'll have a personal one on your LinkedIn, for example. People will be able to interact with you and learn about, you know, every company will have their team page. Employees will have the option to put their story files on those, Mm. on there as well. So you can actually talk to somebody and get to know them. Mm -hmm. You will be able to get to know and access people. You'll be able to get your answers from not just an annoying chatbot that you're texting with, You'll actually see a person in front of you, ask those questions and have a conversation mm-hmm. before you're passed on, you know, to a live person because the story file couldn't help with that specific issue. But most issues are similar to us all. Most circumstances are similar to anyone that's, you know, living in a human being. So if we can predict those, then you can talk to a story file and get your answers from a story file, but you're actually talking to somebody and somebody is actually talking back to you. You'll use it in daily life. Kids will use it in school. They'll Mm. learn from the best teachers in the world, you know, or people that really invented things, did things. They'll learn about careers. They'll learn about politicians. They'll learn about firefighter, you know, they'll learn everything, historical witnesses, they'll learn from them and not just read about it, a paragraph in their book. They'll actually be able to learn what that experience was like. It'll be used. Like I said, you're diagnosed with something. You should be able to talk to somebody and say, what did you experience when you first heard, you know, is this normal? Is my reaction normal? Wherever there are questions that are kind of frequently asked questions, but anywhere that there are actually questions or conversations to be had, that can be done with a story file. So mm-hmm. it gives you access. It'll give you access to it 24-7 to people. So powerful. I'm so excited. I have a million ideas of how I can even leverage this at AdvantageEvans.com. I have three different types of onboarding experiences for folks who are learning about or leveraging their assets in the new digital cash economy. Oh yeah. You know, there are five to 10 questions that come from anybody who wants to onboard to start to demystify and to Mm -hmm. pique intellectual curiosity before anybody buys their first coin or token. Mm -hmm. 
coins and tokens, we mm -hmm. are empowering people to make informed choices so that mm -hmm. they can participate meaningfully in the digital cash economy. So to be able to interact with people at that moment, 24, 7, 365, because I do mm -hmm. love people, but I do have to sleep. Yes. It's really <laughs> you can do other things and you can help people in other ways. Right. You personally, that, right. which are things that only you can do. So if you could do a story file, answer a lot of questions for people, get them started, and then you do what you do that only you can do right. with your time instead of just, instead of spending, you know, 12 hours a day answering questions. Wow. Well, Tech Intersect family, I don't know about you, but last person in story file is right next. Um, and so <laughs> let's figure out what this looks like. So in my prep and I was going through some of the materials, I see that uh, you would love to give access to StoryFile Life and we'll create the issue, a code. It could be Tech Intersect for our listeners. It'll be simple. They'll remember it that way. And for some limited time experience for a Story Life Pack. So tell the audience what that means and, and I'll share that uh, discount with them. So StoryFile Life is the consumer version of StoryFile and anyone can use it. You can create your own script so you can put in your own questions if you wanted. What we're offering people are, there are these packs where we've curated questions for yes. you. And that could mean, you know, you can interview your mom, you can interview yourself, do like a, you know, a bio on your own. Everyone can try it doing about 30 questions, mm -hmm. but in the pack, you get an additional 75. Oh, that's amazing. So you can create your own questions and then pull from other storyline scripts mm -hmm. and answer. Ten, I was asked to do a script for someone and within 10, 12 minutes, I had over 200 questions. <laughs> so you can get, you know, you can get really carried away, but it's fun. It's yeah. really fun. Yeah. And you film yourself with any camera you've got. You know, your computer, your phone, whatever, doesn't matter. Fantastic. So from kitchen table to high-end productions and everything in between, but it's really made, it's meant to make it accessible for all because, mm -hmm. of course, everybody has a story to tell and a legacy to preserve. Heather, I appreciate you so much, and I'm really excited about this project. I have in mind that I want my entire family to participate in this in preparation for our first family reunion within oh, oh my God. three years for yes. August of 2023. So how fun it would be. In fact, we have like a little Elfster Pollyanna that we do. I'm going <laughs> to introduce that to them when we get together on the 23rd. Yeah. We have a family that is in actually, they're in the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest family reunion. And we are actually filming or the, the family historian, this is how big they have got a family historian. Wow. She's going to do story files with all of, you know, that generation that is now passing on in, in anticipation for their, ne their next reunion. Yes. Oh, is, okay. get, they get like, like 300 plus wow. people every year. It's amazing. 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 Yeah. But it's an amazing gift. Truly right. have all of your, your relatives, you know, and, hear all the stories and hear the difference in each one of them. Their interpretation of that story yeah. is, would be magical. Yes. Would be really magical. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I will include in the show notes access to your 
your website and all that, but nothing like hearing it from you. How can people learn more about StoryFile and access the savings 20% off of a Story Life pack? Use the code Tech Intersect. We'll have all that set up, et cetera. But how can they learn more about StoryFile? It's super easy. Just go to storyfile.com and you can see StoryFile Life is where you want to go and then get going. Get signed up and started. All right. Well, I'm going to go and work on my scripts and then uh, we'll be off to the races. And I have like, whoo, many plans for Advantage Evans. So I see some StoryFile and Advantage Evans partnerships uh, coming uh, to an interweb near you. So stay tuned. Stay Great. tuned. I wish you Thank all you. the best uh, personally and professionally. And I look forward to continuing the conversation. I do too as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Tech Intersect podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you love it, please tell the world. If not, go ahead and tell me. And in either case, drop a comment or ping me on social media at IPProfEvans with the hashtag TechIntersect. And finally, a quick reminder on digital safety. There are a lot of scammers out there impersonating me and others, and I need your help. Now hear this. And remember, I will never slide into your DMs to say peace and blessings or hey, and I will never reach out to solicit your time or your money on social media like ever. I'm not a trader. I am an educator and an attorney licensed in four states. Thank you very much. I'm here to inform, inspire, and empower. No cap and definitely no Forex. So be careful, make good choices. And remember, I developed an entire free masterclass about the topic of digital safety in the crypto space. So check out secureyourcryptobag.com for more information. That's secureyourcryptobag.com. All right, that's all for this episode. Until next time, continue to shine.